This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Our title tonight is Pray First. Pastor Jenny kicked it off very, very well uh, last week. So let me just open up and pray before we go um, as we start the subject. Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus. I make it known that I do not trust myself, but I rely completely upon your Holy Ghost. Teach through me. Bring revelation to the hearts of each and every person. And in advance, I will give you all the praise and all the glory for everything that you will do tonight to the people. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Well, I want to say thank you to Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev for the honor and the privilege to be with you guys tonight. And uh, so let's start then our uh, part two of our series of Pray To. And uh, I want you to see this in the Bible. It says in Ephesians, pray in the Spirit in every situation all right so this is the month of prayer pray first is our titles but we are also in 21 days of prayer so this is very apt very fitting that all of these things are working together and i want to encourage you guys get involved in a prayer group amen um so that you can learn how to pray or you can continue to pray or make intercession for us and says here pray in the spirit in every situation every situation pray in the spirit so confirmation that praying in the spirit is important and if you can't pray in the spirit well first of all you need to be filled with the holy ghost and then with the evidence of speaking in tongues all right so we will be able to see that and tonight i'm going to invite you after we worship, we're going to invite you to do that. Use every kind of prayer and request there is. You can see from this scripture here that there are different kinds of prayer. It's not just one type of prayer and that covers all. They are every kind of prayer and request there is. So there are different requests. There are different types of prayer. And you're going to use the right prayer in the right situation. Amen. So if you're believing by faith, you will be praying the prayer of? Amen. Of faith. You will not be doing the prayer of intercession. If you're believing for your healing, you're going to apply the prayer of faith. Is that right, family? Okay, I can see that you guys need it tonight. So glad you're in the right place. And I'm going to give you one of those ways that we can do it. All right? Tonight, I'm going to be looking at the tabernacle prayer. It's a type and a shadow for us of how we can enter in to the presence of God like the Israelites of old did in, day, in those days. And I look at it this way. It says, Have the people of Israel build me a holy sanctuary so I can live among them. The purpose of the sanctuary or the tabernacle of old or the tent of meeting is threefold. It's where God lives, it's where His presence is, and where you bring sacrifice and offering. Those are the reasons why God diminished His capacity reduced himself to live amongst his people so that those three things can be achieved but it says here so that i can live among them you must build this tabernacle and its furnishings exactly according to the pattern that i will show you and here is an example of that tabernacle so we can see here first of all we have the curtain on the outside which is the outer court of all, no, it's the outside of the tabernacle, so it was demarcated. And on the inside here would be the outer court. And then we see the slaughter tables here, but we see the brazen altar, we see the labor. Then we see the holy place. 
And inside the holy place, there would be three things. On the right-hand side, you will see the candlestick menorah. And on the left-hand side, you will see the 12 loaves of bread. And in front of that, in front of the veil that separates the holy place from the holy of holies, you would see the altar of incense. And once a year, the high priest would go beyond the veil into the holies of holies and minister before the Lord to make intercession for the people. Once a year, he would do that, and he would then smear the blood on the mercy seat. Amen? In the holy of holies, where the presence of the Lord is. Amen? Now look at this here. It says, inside the tent of meeting, the Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. I want you to know today that this is a type and a shadow. You can use this prayer method to enter into the presence. And as God spoke to Moses, also I believe as you pray this, as you, as you immerse yourself in this kind of prayer, this is only one of many types of prayer, but I'm we're talking about this one tonight. How to enter into the presence. I believe that's where you can meet God. You do not have to look at the things of old. But Jesus has already made provision for it, and I'm going to show you exactly how each and everything has been fulfilled. Amen? You ready? Okay, Sully, here we go. So number one, the outer court. The outer court. Give thanks to God. This is where we come with thanksgiving, and we give praise to God. So we come from the outside, we come into the courts of the Lord. It's the same thing in the morning. This is the way we should do it. We should not be saying, oh Lord, it's morning. We should say, good morning, Lord. Amen. And we come in with thanksgiving and we come in with praise. And your wife has got to say to you or your husband or just say, can you please keep the, the sound down? We just got to make a noise unto the Lord because we are thankful for what God has done. And we just want to praise him because we want to forget about the things that happened yesterday. So we want to enter into the presence of God. The Bible says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise and give thanks to him and we praise his name. The Israelites will be called to come and, come and praise and worship God. They stand in front of this tent of meeting or this tabernacle. And so you are also invited to come into the outer court first, to come into the presence of the Lord. The second thing that you will see there is called the brazen altar. It looks like a braai. That's where they would make fire. And on the grids, they would bring the sacrifices. The, the, the Israelites of the day would be required to bring the sacrifice onto the brazen altar. And they would put their meat there. And the high priest would put the meat there. And the Bible says that the offering... The sweet-smelling aroma of the offering would go up into heaven and God would smell it and He would be pleased with your offering. And so atonement would be made for the nation of Israel. And so we are reminded that we don't uh, uh, no longer have to offer sacrifices, but we still come. It's been replaced by us bringing our sacrificial offerings, returning the tithe unto the Lord. But more so, we realize that we don't have to slaughter an animal for this because the Lamb of God, slain before the foundations of the world, world Jesus Christ, 
died on the cross for our sins. So when I see the brazen altar, I am reminded of what Jesus did for me, that he took my place. He is the sacrifice for my sins so that I can be free. We see that the cross provides us with five major benefits. As you ponder upon that, number one, it's my salvation. I'm eternally grateful that I've been saved. Salvation saved. Saved from what? Saved from going to hell. Saved from burning in the fires of hell. Jesus is my eternal offering. Secondly, he's my healing. All the promises in the Bible as we heard tonight, they are yes and amen. He is my healing. He took all my sicknesses on the cross. Thirdly, He is my redemption. He has redeemed me from the curse. Amen, family? He's redeemed me from the curse. Number four, this transformation that happens. People can see something is different. Jesus was on the cross, took all our sins, went into hell, paid the price, came out transformed. So are we also transformed in Him. Amen? And lastly, the blessings of what Jesus has done for us. You see, many times we remember the cross, but we forget the blessings and what, what God purchased for us on the cross. Never forget the blessings because they are yours. You just need to appropriate them. Amen? The Bible goes on to say, Praise the Lord, my soul. Forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. Amen? Who redeems your life from the pit, crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desire with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. So we quickly look at it. I come into the outer court to worship Him, into His presence with thanksgiving and with praise. I see the brazen altar. I am reminded of what Christ has done, that He is my sacrificial offering so that I can come into the presence of God. No priest has to prepare the way for me. I can come into His presence because Jesus being my sacrifice. Amen? And the blessings that it brought for me, my salvation. The third station that I notice is the laver. You will notice that it is sometimes it's made out of a metal and in days of old inside would be reflective metal or there would even be mirrors or glass pieces. And when the person would look into the laver, laver they would be reminded that I need to cleanse myself. But they would also then reflect in the water or the mirrors and they would see themselves and realize that in the presence of God they are sinful. They've made so many mistakes. But because Jesus died on the cross for us today, when we get to the labor, we are reminded to check our heart motives all the time. Are we still doing what God expects us to do? The labor offer every part of my life to God. So Lord, as I reflect, check my motives, check my heart. I give you my mouth. I give you my ears. I give you my eyes. I give you my hands. I give you my feet. Let it take me into the presence of greatness. I reflect. And I ask the Lord to cleanse me 
to make these vessels of honor, not of dishonor. In the Bible it says, therefore I urge you brothers and sisters in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. We also see in the Psalms it says this, search me God. This is when you're in front of the labor. Search me God and know my heart. Test me, know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting. I give you all my members, sanctify them, cleanse them, cleanse me, Lord. We have spoken badly, Father, help, help sanctify my mouth. So I will only speak praise and glory and honor of your children. Reflect. The next item is the candlestick. Now I'm moving from the outer court. I'm now moving into the holy place. And as I stand at the door of the holy place, on my right hand side, I will see the menorah or the seven branched candlestick. And this will be lit with a special oil to represent, first of all, light inside of that holy place because it would be dark. But it will also remind us or invite me, or they'll invite the work of the Holy Spirit in my life. So that fire, that fire of the candle, represents the Holy Spirit fire inside of me. And that I've got to be the light of the world. That I've got to walk out there and represent and bring light into darkness. Amen? The Bible says this, the Spirit of the Lord will rest on Him, the Spirit of wisdom, and of understanding just because of the candlestick because it represents the fire of God it represents the Holy Spirit it represents that I will be the light of the world because of that I'm asking Lord give me wisdom and understanding the spirit of counsel and of might the spirit of the knowledge of the fear of the Lord in that also I see the fruit of the Spirit that's how people will know that I'm born again because the fruit of the Spirit will be evident. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Perfect those inside of me so that I can be the light of the world. You might be the kindest person, the most peaceful person, the most patient person, but boy, let somebody just mess up your coffee and self-control goes out the window. That's why I want to remind you to fan into flame. You know, when you, when you, do a, when you have a braai and the coals is not so lacquer, you fan into flame. And you see, they go from gray, they go to red. The gifts that are in you, some of us have a lot of ash. And we need to fan into flame the gifts that are in you so that they once again can burn brightly. Amen? This is why I remind you to fan into flame the spiritual gifts God gave you when I laid my hands on you. Paul speaking to Timothy. For God has not given us a spirit of fear 
and of timidity, but of power and of love and of self-discipline. Amen. That all comes with the Holy Ghost. Amen, family. But you've got to fan into flame those gifts that are inside of you. They are without repentance, but you've got to fan it into flame. As I look to the left in the holy place, I see the table of showbread. And I notice there are 12 loaves representing the 12 tribes of Israel. But as I look at this, it also represents to me today that this is the bread of life. The table of showbread, I've got to feed on God's word. This is the bread of life. I've got to feed on God's word and use it as a weapon against the enemy in every situation. Not only is the bread sustenance in those days, but the word of God is my sustenance. Look what Jesus said. He said, Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Finally, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. You notice, you know something that I've noticed now? It never says take off your armor. That's something else. But put on the armor and take your stand against the devil's scheme. How do I do that? By speaking the word of God in my prayer life. Things might be going wrong in your life, family, but you speak the word of God over your life. That is your sustenance. I don't care what your circumstances are. You speak the word of God over your life. You can be diagnosed with the most serious of diseases. You speak the promises. They are yes and amen. You speak the word of God over your life and they shall come to pass. Amen. Take your stand against the devil's schemes. He's just a roaring lion seeking who he can devour. But with the Holy Ghost, with the bread of life inside of me, with the word of God, I am a mighty weapon. Goes on to say, take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, the bread of life, and pray in the spirit. Once again, we see it there, pray in the spirit, it's important. On all occasions, with all kinds of prayers and requests. Again, there are different types of prayers, there are different types of requests. Please make sure that you ask for the right thing. If you're believing for healing, then don't intercede for your healing. Ask in faith. Use the right prayer. Amen. As I turn then to the front, I start looking and seeing the veil, and in front of the veil, I see the altar of incense. And on that is a fragrance, I believe, going up into heaven. A sweet-smelling fragrance, which God is pleased with. It's called the altar of incense. Here is where we worship His name. Here is where we want to tell Him how much we love Him and what He's done for us. Here we declare who He is, His redemptive names. My righteousness. He's my righteousness. He is my sanctifier. He is my healer. He is my provider. Amen. He is my banner of victory. He's my peace. He is my shepherd. 
And so as I worship Him, I thank You, Lord. You are my banner of victory. Even though things are going wrong, everything is just going. You say, thank You, Lord. You are my banner of victory. I fly it high. You are my peace. You are my shepherd. Your name is Jehovah. I worship You. I praise You. I give You praise, Father. Thank You, Lord. Thank You for Your promises. Because the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The Bible says in Psalm 75, what, when I invoke that name, when I invoke that name, that redemptive name, I rehearse for miracles. So the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteousness run to it and they are safe. We could use the name of Jesus. So as I worship Him and I use the redemptive names, and I profess that over my life, I then get the privilege of entering into the Holy of Holies. Now we're in the presence of God. The high priest would have been so careful not to disturb the presence of God. In actual fact, if the high priest did anything wrong, he would die. When they don't hear the bells, on the tassels of his robe, he would have a rope around his waist. They would pull him out from the holies of holies. As we enter into the ark, we see here the cherubim, tip to tip, the mercy seat of God, the law of God inside the ark. But when God sees the blood, of Jesus Christ he passes over our sins and the law come on family come on give him praise for that amen the blood of Jesus what he did for us but we have the privilege in the ark family the ark of the covenant we here can intercede for others and not just for ourselves this is a place where the high priest would say and make intercession for the children of Israel pray for them for God to to look over their sin to forgive them of their sin, to intercede for them. And so this evening, I want to read you, all right? Before I get there, let me just quickly give you a scripture. I urge you then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peacefully and quiet lives and in godliness and in holiness. And as it says in James, draw near to God and he will draw near to him stand to your feet stand to your feet praise the worship team you can bring it up swell with me I want to I want to read this prayer for you I want you to close your eyes and raise your hands to heaven Yahweh Yahweh thank you God for creating a way through Jesus for me to have your presence wherever I go I want to specifically ask you to watch over those in authority over me, my spiritual leaders, governmental leaders, the leaders in my family, and my employers. I pray for each and every person. I pray for Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev. Give them wisdom and grace. Watch over them and protect them and help them to know and to love you more. I also ask that you watch over those who are marginalized in my nation and in our community. Our world is desperate for justice and reconciliation 
please meet the needs of the poor, Father, the widowed, the weak, those who are suffering injustice. I pray specifically for people you know who need help, advocacy, intervention. Show me how I can be your hands and feet to those who are hurting. I ask you, God, to be present with my family. Bless them. Keep them from harm. I pray for all the needs of my family right now. I pray for those in my family who don't know you, Lord. I pray, Father God, that they will get to meet you. I declare, Lord God, that their hearts are turning to you. Jesus, I ask you to watch over my church. God, give my pastors wisdom and vision. Bless the small groups and everyone who steps foot into our building. I pray that you will bring the lost into our church and that you will have a positive experience and come to know, and they, they can come to know you. Keep our vision rooted in you, Lord God, and move us forward, your goals, your plans, your purposes. I ask for you to watch over our city, my nation, my world, our world. I pray for justice, I pray for equality, and I ask you, Lord, to bring peace in every area of the world. The war in Russia, Father, I ask you for peace. I pray for peace of Jerusalem. I pray for the peace in Israel. I thank you, Father God, that you are with them, guiding them and leading them, Father. I pray for an end for this war in Jesus' name. I pray for anyone who comes across my path to see your light in me. I lift up my friends, my neighbors, and my co-workers. I thank you for them and I pray for your blessings over them. I also pray for my adversaries, those that hate me, those that despise me. I pray for them as the Bible teaches. Let me be the bridge through which you can bring unity and reconciliation. And lastly, Lord, my God, I ask that you provide for my needs. I know that you sustain me, that you care for me. I lift up my physical, emotional, and spiritual needs to you. I lay my cares at your feet. Thank you for loving me, choosing me, and calling me. Come on, family, let's worship in Yahweh. Let's worship Yahweh. Let's worship Him in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Every head bowed, every eye closed. While prayer is still going on in front here, people being filled with the Holy Ghost. I pray for a family that tonight that you heard. How you can enter just into the presence by using a, a type and a shadow of what the Israelites did, but we know that there's real power when we do it because Jesus has made the way for us already. Every head is bowed, every eye is closed. If you are here tonight, you say, Pastor Johnny, I do not know Jesus. I've never entered into his presence, but I would love to. I need Jesus. Then you're in the right place tonight, my friend. Or secondly, perhaps you hear you used to serve God, but you no longer do. You've backslidden and you want to return. You want to come back. You're definitely in the right place tonight. And lastly, you want to have assurance of your salvation. At that invitation of any one of those three, one, I want to make Jesus Lord and Savior. Two, I want to return, restore my relationship. Or number three, I want to have assurance of salvation. If that is you, at the count of three, won't you raise your hand to indicate to me and to the Lord Every head is bowed, every eye is closed. No one is looking around that you mean this. This is your decision. 
Are you ready? One, two, three. Wherever you are, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Workers are coming to you right now. They're coming to lay their hands on your shoulder just to come and agree with you in prayer as you take this very important step. Anybody else, anybody else, make that decision today in Jesus' name. Now I'm going to ask you that raise your hands to say this out aloud with me. And as you do that, I'm going to ask the whole congregation to do it with you. Amen? You're not alone. Are you ready? So confidently say this with me. Father in heaven, I come to you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on a cross for me so I can go free from this day. I promise to serve you with all of my heart. I believe in my heart and I say it with my mouth. Jesus is Lord of my life. And from this day, I'll serve you with all of my being. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerantz. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerantz and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com. Thank you.